Welcome to Fiercely Forward, the no-bullshit podcast to finding your brave, bold, true self. We are your hosts, Jennifer Yassin and Alyssa Zangetti, and we are all about owning your personal story and fiercely using it as fuel to move forward towards living the life you have always dreamed about. We talk all things from relationships, career, personal growth, mindset, and beyond to help you navigate this wild ride we call life. Real conversations, real stories, and real people where no topic is off limits. This won't be your parents' dinner conversations. So come join us as we go fiercely forward. Hi, friends. Excited to be back with another episode to talk about a topic that is really near and dear and top of mind to my dear friend, Melissa and I. (laughs) as well as many other women um, that we speak to on the daily, which is about receiving. Receiving is something that I struggle with a lot in my life and I've come to realize, and it could be simply receiving a compliment to receiving help, to receiving love, to something more complex. And this is a really important topic that we feel we wanted to address and talk about, not only so you could hear our challenges and experiences when it comes to receiving, but also just to shed light on the sheer fact that by not able, by not being able to receive, it also limits our ability to grow and fully experience everything that life has to offer. And we'll get more into that in a second. But would love to turn it over to you. Yes, no, that was a beautiful intro. But it was interesting as you were talking. It literally, when I hear the word receive, my stomach goes to like instant knots. It's a very interesting observation that I actually have like a very, I don't want to say negative, but I have a very, you know, visceral reaction to that word receiving. And I know I shared with you, this is something that is very top of mind for me lately. It's something I'm really trying to be very proactive about. I already said that as my word. I pick my new word every year for the new year. Like that is my word of 2024. And that is to really embrace receiving more and to be open to receiving more. Because as you said, it it's in so many facets of life. It's from the bigger things to, you know, love and caring and relationships to the little things. I write receiving a compliment. I feel like this is something as women we talk about all the time. I mean, my immediate reaction is somebody says something like, I like your shirt or I like what you had to say. And I'm like, oh, no, thanks. Or like, like I downplay it, right? Instead of just saying thank you very much, I immediately have to downplay it and turn it around or turn it back to the other person. I am not able to just say thank you so much. And it's something that I am really trying to be more aware of and work on because I don't know how this got ingrained, but I think as women, you know, especially as children, we are, I think, taught some of this that we don't even realize just by society. Because it's always, I felt like it was a lot of the, it was just as a child, like you're supposed to be seen and not heard, right? I remember always hearing that growing up. And so I think a lot of that, it starts internalizing in some of these ways, because I am, again, not supposed to be in the spotlight. That's something I still struggle with in my life. So, and so I don't know how to receive because then it puts the attention on me. Yeah. You said a few things that really kind of like started to have light bulbs go off in the sense that I feel a lot of people 
And I use women a lot because we deal with a lot of women and we know a lot of women struggle with this, but we are struggling and recovering people pleasers. So we're used to giving. And also maybe we grew up in homes where we had to quote unquote perform to receive love. So in Mm. order to receive attention, support, or love, whatever it may have been, we know that it is our job to give and not receive because we didn't actually receive the type of attention, love, support that we actually wanted or needed. We just performed to get any. And (laughs) I think that's... Yeah. So I think that's kind of where this perhaps might stem from. And I see for myself in reflecting, especially over the last three years since my life did a complete 180, now going on four, I see that not being able to receive help or, you know, whether it's in work or even around the house or even help from friends where I feel obligated that I have to give more, right? Just to overcompensate what they gave me. Yes. Oh, yes. (laughs) It has made me feel like run ragged and suffer burnout or not wanting to do anything, right? Because then you kind of get in this dynamic where you don't want to do anything because you don't want to give because, or you don't want to receive because then you feel like you have to give and like you already feeling like you have nothing more to give. Yeah. I can relate to that too, for sure. And so relationships are truly giving and receiving. It truly is the balance and one cannot coexist without the other. And it is so pivotal to learn, not only be able to like give, but you have to receive because if, again, if you are constantly giving, you are literally going to have nothing left. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a really interesting observation. And you said something about growing up in a home and mentioning some of that, which I agree with. But I also think back like to childhood days and I used to teach children's dance classes. It was in school. You were always praised when you did something, when you performed well, when you got the good grade, when you did well in the exam, when you did well in the presentation. So we were all always performing. I mean, this is what we're being taught as children whether it's sports or your activities or into mm-hmm. theater or dance, whatever it may be, they're always getting accolades for performing. And so, right, then we're all always performing to receive that love and attention. That is what is ingrained in us as a child from a very early age. I mean, they always say, right, like when children act out, right, they're trying to get attention. They're trying to receive that attention. And So it's just really interesting how this is all ingrained in us in so many different ways from such a young age. And we're focusing on women because that's a conversation we have a lot. But I think it also applies to men, too, because it's also something it's very masculine. You shouldn't be like receiving. I almost think it's like an ego thing in a sense. But I think men probably have a hard time receiving as well. And again, it could be something so little. I shared a story with you about a friend buying me a coffee. And my immediate reaction was, oh my God, I need to pay her. I need to pay her double. She went out of her way and picked up the coffee. And br-. and then I just stopped myself. I said, no, just receive the coffee. It was a simple coffee. <laughs> it wasn't anything big. She offered to do it. She was being very kind. She is a friend of mine. She was like, hey, I'm getting myself one. We were meeting up. She's like, can I bring you one too? It was a nice gesture. 
but I had to really fight my ways of like wanting to pay her for the coffee, wanting to pay her double, like what it cost her because I felt she went so out of her way. And then I stopped myself and said, no, I am trying to really embrace and practice receiving. And for me, receiving is to just say, thank you so much. I really appreciate that you went out of your way. I really enjoyed the coffee. It was really kind of you. And that's it. I don't need to pay her. I don't need to go above and beyond. I don't need to like deliver her coffee the next day necessarily. I will be able to give to her in another way in the future. But it doesn't always need to be that immediate thing. That is, to me, a hallmark of a good relationship, whether it's friendships, personal relationships, whatever they are, that it's, as you said, it's a give and take. And so there should be that balance. And it doesn't always have to be this immediate like return. In a world full of empty promises from marketing agencies and coaching programs, it's time to actually discover what the real path to success is. If you're an entrepreneur or business owner that is currently struggling to gain traction in your business or to attract your ideal client, this is for you. Join my seven-week mentorship program where you can transform your story into a powerful brand. It's not just a course. It's a personal transformation journey for you. Each week, you'll receive guided mentorship from me, along with practical guides and tools that you can apply in your business right now. We'll align your story, skills, and your passions, along with your business purpose, to create a memorable brand that deeply connects with your audience, and most importantly, aligns with you. Join a like-minded, supportive community and start building a lasting brand legacy. Are you ready? Head to thefreedagency.com and click on coaching for more. And I think keyword, it doesn't always have to be this immediate return. And when you start to understand what people give you, one, you can be grateful that people are giving things to you and you are receiving them. And two, you can also realize what you do as well. I think another part of this dynamic that's a big challenge is that the ones that are always giving and not receiving are not realizing how much they truly are giving Mm -hmm. and how much they are truly doing. And you constantly think that you have to do more. But the truth is you don't because you are good enough in what you are doing, where you are, And of course, I do think it's important to analyze your relationship and the dynamics in the relationships. And again, this can be personal, it could be professional, it could be your friendships, what have you, but relationships are the basis of our lives. They literally determine how happy or fulfilled we are because we are social beings, we are social creatures. And so in order to exist in community, and exist in partnership, you do have to give and receive so that it creates that equal energetic exchange. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a big part of it too, you mentioned it earlier, is about receiving help. This is another thing I am so bad at. And actually our friend, Michelle Mudis, she recently had shared an email newsletter. She, for those that don't know, her moniker is That Millennial Therapist. And so she's a therapist, but also a relationship coach. But she had shared an email newsletter about hyper-independence as it relates to dating. And that was like such an aha moment for me because I am definitely hyper-independent. I didn't know that that was really like a term, but it is apparently. (laughs) But it was very interesting reading what she had to say 
because again, I am very independent in my life and I always have been. So I don't know how to let someone in. It's hard for me in a dating scenario to break those walls down and let someone in. And frankly, I have the trauma when I was married and did let somebody in like that didn't end well. So <laughs> happy, even, you know, even more walls are built up. So I'm always like, I've got it. I don't need help. I don't need anyone. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. And that is a very exhausting place to be in. And again, it doesn't create that energy exchange. Because if I'm constantly closed off and keeping myself away from people, I'm never going to be able to have that give and take with anybody because I am closing myself off to be hyper independent and just never accepting help. And that's a tough way to go through life. I'm so glad you shared this. First of all, thanks. I love Michelle. I learned so much. She's the best. <laughs> Shout, I, out I Michelle. Learned... <laughs> Shout out Michelle. But I struggled with delegating my entire career. And also I struggled with always asking for help. And then I was almost like doing everything begrudgingly in yep. <laughs> because I was like, can't they just know that I need help? Like, why aren't they helping? And the truth is, it is also like exercising your ability to know what you need, ask for help and be able to have that conversation. Also, a few other things too, that came up, I've been really reflecting on the success of a lot of people and where they are in business and also even relationships, right? Mar successful marriages. And everything really comes down to healthy relationships, having strong partners, having strong support. And you really can't do anything that's monumental without the help of someone else. And when we do it alone, and we've talked about this in the past, like when you do it alone, you're not going to go as far as doing it together or making a bigger impact as when you're doing it together. And again, to have those relationships, you really do need to have give and take like us, like even divvying up our work, even just for this mm -hmm. podcast, right? We have to know that we can rely on each other, that one is going to do one thing. That is a simple example of give and take, right? I have to receive yeah. the work that you're doing. You're going to receive the work that I'm doing, right? And so this is why I feel like it's so important that we recognize even the little nuances on the day-to-day, -day, like, are you asking your partner for help? Maybe you feel like you're doing all of the house chores and it's making you exhausted. Well, if he can or she can't help you, well, can you hire help to help you? Being able to help yourself is mm. so incredibly freeing and then being able to receive the help. Are you ready to break free from old habits and thought patterns? It's time to step into a healthier, more confident version of yourself with the power of hypnosis. Whether you prefer the focused attention of one-on-one -on -one sessions or the empowering energy of a group setting, I'll have your back in your journey of transformation. Visit www.a-z-hypnosis.com. That's A-T-O-Z-hypnosis.com to unlock the extraordinary within you. It's time to empower your mind and transform your life. And last thing, because I don't want to go on a monologue tangent, <laughs> but if you are going to ask for help, please understand that person is not going to do the things that you would do it exactly the way you would do it. Ooh, and you have yes. to be okay with how they do it. Because at the end of the day, if you don't let them do it how they would do it, and you were just wanting them to do it the way you would want to do it, then of course, do it yourself. 
because you're not allowing them to grow and you're not allowing yourself to grow either because you're still stuck there. Woo, mic drop. (laughs) Yes to all of that because that again, being I'm very type A, I'm definitely, might call myself a control freak. But again, this sense of hyper-independence, again, my career that started in event planning, that was my whole job was to be in control of everything. So a lot of facets of my life, that's just been my experience. And as I grew in my career, and as I approached higher levels in my career, I had to start delegating. I had to start trusting other people. I had to allow members of different departments to be involved and to delegate things to them. And that was so hard for me in the beginning. But like you said, this is a level of trust has to be created where the person might not do it the same way as you. They may go about it in a totally different way, but it doesn't matter as long as you're getting to the same endpoint and the quality is still there or it's still happening. Then that's okay. That again is a lesson in the act of receiving because we can't always do it all. And I mean, for me, I just had to hire an assistant finally in my business. Something I fought because I can do it all. I can do it all. I'm an entrepreneur, right? I have to be scrappy. I have to do all the things. And I really sat back and realized like, I can't do it all. If I want to get to the next level in my business, I need help. I cannot do it all. And this has definitely been a learning lesson for me because I also have to trust this person to put out the quality of work that I would to represent me, to act on my behalf. And that is like a big, (laughs) a big level of trust. But just in the short time that I've started this process, it does feel so amazing because once they can show you, they can do it too. Like what a release. It's so nice to be like, wow, I have someone else that I can rely on. Like I'm not in this alone. And that is actually so freeing. I think that's a key point that you just made. And also I want to acknowledge like your hyper independence mostly stems from like people letting you down. So you had to take control because if you didn't, the ship would sink. And I understand and relate to that. So it's like, you have to give yourself grace to understand like where this stems from, but knowing that you're in a, a better place to choose the right people in order to trust them and to rely on them also is a feat in itself, especially those that have experienced a lot of trauma in unhealthy relationships, not only just growing up, but then also as adults, we don't have people that show us they are trustworthy or reliable. And so that's, again, why it perpetuates our inability to ask for help and receive the help because we're used to being let down. But to your point, that's why it is so freeing to when you do find that person, you're able to relax and receive the help. It is a muscle. The more you do this, the more it's going to be easier for you. And again, any empire that was ever built, any successful marriage that was ever built, it wasn't built alone. It was two people coming together, but then also a lot of other people, a lot of other influences that were there to help guide, you know, whatever you build. So I love this conversation because I feel like more needs to be said about the art of receiving. Yeah, it really does need to be talked about more because as you said, it's a muscle. We have to keep practicing this and being Mm -hmm. in that space and allowing that energy to flow. You hear a lot of people talk about manifestation or an abundance mindset. Well, to have all of those things, to manifest these bigger things, to have this abundance mindset, you have to be in this 
mode of receiving because none of this can flow to you. None of the good in your life can flow to you if you are not in a mode of receiving. Mm-hmm. And I think whatever your belief is, whether it's God, a higher power, the universe, we have to be open to receiving that from whatever is being sent to us. We have to be open to receiving it. And it may not always be the way we want it to come to us. I think that's an yes. important part we have to like remember about all of this. But again, whatever you believe in, you have to believe that it may not be coming to you the way you expect or the way you had hoped, but you have to be in belief that it's coming to you in the way that it needs to come to you for things that you just might not even know that are you know coming down the line or something like that. So true. And I think that definitely is going to be a topic for another day. He said, but for sure, you must be in receive mode, you have to like, have gratitude for what you do have, in order to get more of it. So I'm glad we talked about this. I hope that this was helpful for everyone out there listening. And I'm sure there's going to be more to come. And so we can keep you posted on how well we're doing. In this yes, I know. I building think we this definitely muscle. revisit this. But I think what a great way to end this is for both of us to Put an intention out there. Yes, I'm putting you on the spot. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. To be in an act of receiving, let's put one intention out there, one thought to be open to this receiving that we can hold ourselves accountable to. Oh, okay. I love it. You go first. (laughs) (laughs) Because there's more time to think. on the spot. No, (laughs) I really didn't. I just was like saying that on the fly. But as I said, for myself, this is something I'm really consciously working on in all facets of my life. It is my word for 2024, even though we are still only in 2023. It's something that's very conscious and very top of mind. So I am going to put out as my intention that I'm going to actively receive, I guess, one act of kindness without the response back. So if somebody gives me a compliment, if somebody does something for me, I'm just going to receive it. I'm going to try to hold myself accountable to that at least once a week to just accept and say thank you and leave it at that and not have to follow it up and not have to feel like I've got to immediately reciprocate to them. Oh, I love that. For me, I think my intention really is to put out that I want to receive support, help, whatever, however that comes in and not feel obligated that I have to give something back immediately or overcompensate what I've received. I think it's beautiful. It's not easy to ask for help. So I love that. Yay. I love this. Well, thank you guys for listening. Thank you, friend. And until next time. Until next time. Thanks for listening in. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did bringing it to you and hope it helps you go fiercely forward in your own journey. If you like this episode, please do share it with others. We believe in the power of sharing stories to inspire and guide people throughout their lives. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode.